I V M I V M Hey everyone this is your daily dose of everything that's happening in the world of NBA I am Monish and joining me as he does always is Nishant and you're listening to The Airball Diaries the second sunday we are recording an episode after a lakers win and you would assume that the lakers are on a roll and are leading the western conference but unfortunately they're not not to take away any credit from a big win against the haters <laughs> anthony davis put on a classic uh, show 37 points 18 rebounds uh, great great performance and the lakers are off and running they're still 14th in the western conference three wins 10 losses whether you're an established sports person or a budding one or simply a sports enthusiast join us tanvi and shlok we are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy mindset and everything sport so tune in to the millennial athlete every monday only on the ivm podcast network trust us it's going to be lit we'll start off our episode with uh, the lakers uh the lakers this formula is not working regardless of the win today uh it's not working right and the only way you can fix this because they don't even have any other draft picks is and there have been a few rumors about this over the past week or so is if you would trade anthony anthony is, davis yeah. is that realistic do you see that happening is that the only way forward for the lakers if you want to salvage something out of this and what would you get in return or who where would he go i mean so many questions open up yeah actually i mean it's it's tempting uh, but currently i don't think they'll get the first of all there's not that many superstars available to be traded anyway So mm-hmm. unless it's a trade where they're immediately contenders, mm-hmm. something like I don't know, like a Lillard or a Paul George, some somebody of that caliber. Unless mm-hmm. it's that, which I don't believe to be true. I mm-hmm. think the best case scenario is they get Bradley Beal, uh, but even Bradley, <laughs> like, you know my feelings about it. Not really. Nope. So, so nothing that makes them a contender. In the, if if that's so, then basically it's a cut price deal. Mm-hmm. for me that's a waste of time um i i think they should just see this year through a bunch of options open up at the uh, at the end of the year it's going to be one of those years just uh, suck it up move on uh, and then next year you have a whole shit ton of options including lebron so yeah mm-hmm. i i i long term i think the best thing to do is just suck it up let this one go and 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 then see it from there so that means wasting another year uh, for the lakers and it becomes a big year because it's one of lebron's last years right as on his last leg is that something he would sign up on i mean look he's he's wasted his own i i think okay so i think lebron uh, is not going to win another chip at least not as the number one player okay so that's not happening uh, okay. as the number two sure okay. well, the thing is is lebron james willing to play that role any longer There was a time where he had to be pushed to be the number one player on the team. Where everyone on Miami Heat had to tell him it, it has to be you. Uh, I think now it's at a point where it's, it's going to be tough for him to accept like a, a supporting role. I don't think in yeah. his head he has he has declined. Yeah, I don't think he has. In his head, I don't think it has happened. So so it's going to be tough. I think the best case scenario for the Lakers is see the season through. The the important objective is to not get the number one pick. Uh, just fuck <laughs> it up for the Pelicans. See the season through, 
because it's, I mean, there's no way the Pelicans are choosing not to swap that pick. Of course it's not. A, <laughs> it's a lottery pick. So, so get a good pick, but not a very, very good pick. Uh, see if you can keep it and then, you know, try your luck in the in the draft. And also, uh, then you can trade Westbrook and whoever else uh, in the offseason. Mm-hmm. So, you see, so say come February when the trade deadline is there, you see Anthony Davis still being in the Lakers uniform. That I don't know. I think I think they'll cave. I think they'll cave and uh, there's a 50-50 chance they'll make a trade. I just, my fear is uh, it'll be a cut price deal. And and if that's the case, I at least wouldn't do it. I wouldn't want to do it. I, you know, I think they'll cave. Yeah, the Chicago <laughs> thing sounds promising. It does, it does. Anthony Davis though has been, he's been pretty good on defense. I can't. Yeah. I can't fault him for Lakers' losses, right? And today he showed that yeah. he can be that person on offense as well. It's nowhere near the bubble Anthony Davis we saw a couple of years ago. Yeah. I mean, where he was hitting three-pointers, scaring everyone off, right? He's no longer that guy. Uh, you spoke about it in the last uh, last episode as yeah. well, where yeah, he's yeah. just happy taking jump shoot, jump shots and that's not his strength, right? Yeah. Now, with LeBron, with Anthony Davis, you can still trade Russell Westbrook and get that piece from Indiana Pacers, right? Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. I know it's not mm-hmm. the best deal out there, but hmm. still, that would put them in a position to contend. That's the thing. I, mean, I don't think they'll contend. Are you really you willing? Know. You won't? No, I don't think. So, uh, cut price deal for us as Brook is totally okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Because even the best case scenario is not very great for him. It's not like you'll get a, a Kyrie or something in return. Kyrie level player, not Kyrie. Kyrie. You would get Kyrie if you want to. I, I think the Brooklyn Nets are eager to. I don't, I don't think anyone wants to. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone wants to take Kyrie. But... Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind a cut price deal for Westbrook, uh, but that's the thing with this roster, with this squad. I I don't think even Turner plus Heald is going to fix it. First of all, neither of them are like alpha superstar proven in the. You don't need to be right. That's what you just need someone to knock down threes and then defend well, and that's about it. I think Turner, if he's expected to be a volume three shooter, is going to disappoint you. I think he gets away with shooting a few here and there. <laughs> he's not. He's not no, no, exactly. But he, but he his... is a good three-point shooter. He is amazing. Miles Turner can defend. He can protect the rim. Yeah. No. I like. I like Miles Turner, especially now that uh, it's abundantly clear, and it's been so for like a season and a half now that AD, though he could probably add maximum value as at the five. It's clear he doesn't want to play that position. Yeah. Most probably because fitness concerns. Who wants to go bumping shoulders with all those bigs? Uh, which, to me, it seems a little odd. It's not like... I mean, it's the NBA. Yeah. You want to bump shoulders with a number four. They're not that much smaller than the fives in the league. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those absurd things. Embiid is not the definition of the average... Um, big man in the league. Draymond Green also... plays the five for Warriors yeah, in exactly. the game, so, yeah. right? and he's one of the shortest yeah. guys out there. Yeah, man, PJ Taco played the five in the yeah. playoffs exactly. against Anthony Davis. Exactly. That is the yeah. kind of body he's bumping shoulders. He did a great shoulders. job. I mean, he did a good yeah. job. Anthony Davis, of course, was better, but PJ Tucker didn't really embarrass himself there. Yeah, I like so I like Turner because AD is not going to play the five. The only the only thing is, um, I've seen that fail big time before. This twin towers. Thing where they paired uh, Boogie Cousins with AD and um, there'd be games where both of them would go off and they would still not do enough to get the win because they'd kind of get in, get in each other's way. Uh, I, I don't see Turner as being that skilled on offense. He'll add to their defense, sure. I think AD and Turner in the paint, uh, that that's a formidable defense. Uh, but I don't know, I'm not really sold on. I healed, I like. Turner, I'm not really sold. Not in LA. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, we briefly spoke about Kyrie Irving uh, moving on to Brooklyn Nets and who just lost their game against the 
Do you think the Brooklyn Nets are better off without Kyrie Irving? I mean, I know he's a great player, all-star, probably make all NBA teams if he played all games. But do you think bring all the intangibles he brings brings into the team, the uncertainty that brings into the team, yeah. are the Nets better off without him? I think so. With Kyrie, without Kyrie, their best case scenario at this moment seems to be a tenth place finish. So who cares? They play Isn't with, so? play without. I, I don't see this team winning anything, man. Uh-huh. Without Kyrie, I mean, look at the. So you have KD, uh, undisputed, it. blah blah blah, whatever. And that's, that's it. That's the end of story. Uh, is it really surprising that AD had a good game? He was up against Nick Claxton and and whatever the fuck the other people's <laughs> names are. Um, it's, it's KD, and that's about it. I, they have. I mean, they have a few. You know, okay-ish yeah. squad players like Roy Sony, players, blah blah blah. You, you shooters, still a number two and a number three in the team. Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. And and none of the guys they have. Ben Simmons, I, he just seems like a lost cause, man. Two years ago, I was saying oh, he could be he, another Giannis, and he just yeah, seems like he, a lost he cause. looks like scared to be out there. He missed another game again. This is yeah. something else now. It's his two knee, then it's his back. Uh, it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think I think the Nets are another. Uh, it's over. Forget it. You know, bite the bullet, come back next season. But the thing with Nets is they can't just blow up because they don't have... Similar to the Lakers, they don't have any... Same scene, yeah, same scene. So, uh, they still need to keep Kevin Durant and still hope that he produces at the level he's producing. No, I don't think... So, it's not working. If they can keep KD, it's going to suck because the the roster is just plain bad because the roster was built keeping KD on the assumption that it's going to be hard in KD and Kyrie. And so they gave up whatever to make that roster happen. It, exactly like the Lakers. They gave up all their young players. Uh, they sent, you know, Karis Levert and Dinwiddie and this guy and Charity that guy and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. They sent them all out, lost a bunch of picks, etc., etc. Whatever little they had left, the Harden deal gutted them. Then Harden gutted them. Kyrie keeps stabbing them. <laughs> Kyrie's like, it's the, the Nets are Julius Caesar right now. Kyrie, Kyrie is just Brutus, except Brutus is stabbing them 34 times. And at some point he's gonna. What some point? We're already there. Like he's he's been he's indefinitely out. Yeah. And this team was never built for this. It wasn't built for KD to be a solo guy surrounded by total crap. By Edmund uh, Summer and Cam Thomas and whoever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think their only way out, honestly, their only way out right now is to trade KD. Uh, I I don't see any other. And they should they just you know spare him the misery, let him go, let him go where. Uh, he finds some value. I'm hearing Philadelphia. That's going to be so much fun. <laughs> Harden comes, leaves, and then KD has to, you know, put his put his head down and join Harden's team. That'll be a bunch of of mopey uh, sulks. Harden, Embiid, and Durant all in KD. <laughs> wow. Hey, it's been another great week on the IBM Podcast Network. On Postcards from Nowhere, Utsav travels to Venice to uncover Leonardo da Vinci's lesser-known accomplishments in botany. On the Vox podcast series, Monica Kurana talks to Biswapriya Bhattacharji, director B2B Technology, Kantar, about the measurement techniques in voice and audio space. On the longest constitution, Priya digs deeper to understand what is the Gundas Act and examines the Golaknath case of 1967. On This Round is On Me, Gauri is joined by Lisa Mangaldas, author and sex-positive content creator. She shares the journey as a sexpert and the need to normalize conversations around sex. And on Think Fast, Varun and Suchita discuss Twitter's massive employee layoff and how the Tirupati Temple is richer than Vipro and Nestle. Once again, don't forget to visit our merch store on ivmpodcasts.com. We have some exciting stuff for you. 
Follow us on social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. If you like our shows, spread the word, tell your friends, and don't forget to rate and review them wherever you're listening to them. You'll also find all our shows on youtube.com slash IVM Podcasts. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors this week. Bumble, Heads Up for Tales, Kotak Privy League Program, and HDFC Mutual Fund. Thank you for making this possible. We've started this episode on quite a depressing note, talking about uh, Lakers and the Nets. Let's move to some brighter things. Luka Doncic, uh, he's been in terrific form, right? 34-something 30, he's averaging so far, yep. 13 games yep. into the season. Yeah, but he has a usage rate of all usage rate of almost forty, which is probably one of the all-time highest usage. Yeah, I think right now is the highest ever. Right, right now is the highest ever. Yeah. We've seen this with James Harden, and yeah. to credit James Harden, he took this team, broke that team to a game seven against probably the best team ever yeah. built in the NBA. So you can't really say that James Harden that strategy failed, right? It worked. Now Luka Doncic, I would say, is better than James Harden, probably, maybe mm-hmm. at the same level. So, do you think this is sustainable for someone like Luka Doncic? This, do it all by himself, do it even in the playoffs, and he's shown that he can do it. He took this team to the conference final. Absolutely. Um, no, I mean, absolutely he's shown. Sorry, yeah. I think network issue, we were overlapping. Uh, I, when I said absolutely, I meant uh, he's shown that he can do it in the playoffs, not that I think this is sustainable. The the three guys I can think, I think we were talking about this the other day, the three other players I can think of with this kind of usage rate were Russ in that triple-double, mm-hmm. one of those triple-double seasons, uh, where he was passing it to himself, shooting on purpose and missing and then getting his own rebound and then scoring. It was one of those performances. Uh, so that was Russ. Then there was James Harden and I believe Kobe in one of those seasons. I think he had 2005 or 6, I think. Yeah. The problem, the thing is, all these three guys, when they had these high usage rates, were absolutely peak fitness in their physical prime sort of situations. Yes, including James Harden. Uh, Westbrook's always been among the fitter guys in the league. And then Kobe also, that was young Kobe. I, I think Harden that was number I, I just tried to start that James Harden missed just 29 games for the Houston Rockets yeah, yeah, yeah. for eight years. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's even crazy. that, uh, half of those he missed on purpose after the whole uh, debacle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, these guys were all supremely fit. With Luca, this is probably the first season that he's come in looking fit from day one. Yeah. So, it's new. I don't know what, what changed. Uh, those hookahs in the summer, I don't know if they were, you know, <laughs> put to a pause. But he, he still doesn't give you the impression he's the fittest guy in the world. Uh, yeah. He's had injury concerns in the playoffs also in the past, carrying this this team and just the workload that he has. This load, I just don't see it uh, it lasting. And I fear if they keep pushing, it'll be some catastrophic injury just waiting to happen, like an Achilles or something. And uh, I think they, they need to get already, right? He had two bad games. And those two bad games, he looked terrible. Like I think one game, he missed like 20 shots. He went 9 yeah. of 29. And the other his game, legs weren't there, if you remember. A bunch of them were yeah. under shot. So his legs yeah. just gave up. And then the next game, he missed like six free throws, which is very yeah. unlike him, right? Yeah. So I know not the best free throw shooter in the world, but missing six... Uh, yeah, so I don't think it's sustainable either. It's fun to watch. He might probably win an MVP because of these numbers and the performances. Dallas might get a top uh, good seeding as well. May might get home court advantage. All that is possible. But in playoffs, teams come prepared for this. You saw what yeah. the Warriors did to him. The Warriors were very happy to concede 35-40 to Luka. And then yeah. shut down everyone else, right? And I don't think that's sustainable. But I think we're on the same page there. Uh, uh, they need to get him help anyway. Even if even if it is sustainable, let's say he doesn't get injured, yeah. he takes them to the playoffs. Okay, then what? Where's this team gonna go? Yeah. Uh, with yeah. just him, I mean, we saw what people did to Giannis. 
Yeah. Uh, Luka is going to be easier to contend with because he doesn't have even the squad that Giannis had around him. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's going to be only too easy to take him down in the playoffs. Right. In um, All right. In this week's episode of This or That, and I'll give you five players who have been traded this summer. And you tell okay. me in terms of rating so far, 10, 12 games into the season, how do they yeah. rank for you? Okay. Uh, hold on. Let me play our uh, segment uh, transition special. <laughs> to, I need to find it first. Hold on. <laughs> There you go. Okay, super yeah. loud, but there you go. <laughs> okay, yeah, what are you asking? All right. Uh, rate these transfers so far, how it's working out for the players and the team, all right? Uh, Dijon oh, okay. Murray, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Jeremy Grant, Chris Wood, and I'll include Laurie Markin on them because Utah Jazz were in a role. Sure. So, hold on. Murray, Wood, Markin, uh, Jeremy Grant, who are the other guys? Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. Okay. So, just because I've caught enough games uh, of mm-hmm. theirs in the past, I'm going to start with Donovan Mitchell. I think it's it's working out supremely well. The Cavs are, what, fourth in the East? Yeah, they had uh, one eight straight before they lost the last three. Yeah, look look like the same old fun Cavs, except it feels like they've... It, it genuinely does feel like an upgrade. Uh, yeah. Mitchell over, over Sexton. He was, Sexton was good, but Mitchell's amazing. Next level. Good opportunity for Mitchell to shine also because he had several underwhelming years in, in Utah. Yeah. So, it's so kind of a clean slate. And what it has allowed is is for Garland to flourish a little bit more. I think their play styles yeah. complement each other very well, Garland. Yeah, Garland is more of the pass first and shoot yeah. less guy, right? But he showed yeah. that he could shoot if needed. Today, he went on scored 51. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, when they whenever they do get to play uh, long minutes together, it just looks like it clicks yeah. so much better than Sexton and Garland. True. Uh, although we will miss the Monica Sexland. Uh, the the backcourt that Cleveland used to have, but it's okay. We'll live with it. Uh, so this worked f- phenomenally well. Dejounte Murray, I am stunned how well it has worked so far mm-hmm. for for Atlanta. They really mm-hmm. seem to have got together, man. It's insane. The two point guards, uh, yeah. two assist hungry, ball hungry, possession hungry point guards. Yeah, uh, it works. I don't know how both of them get their stats. Some fantasy league guys are happy. So it's all good. All good in the hood, and they're third in the in the East, which is a major step up from whatever they were doing last season. Um, yeah. So I I think these two worked really well. Markkanen I, I, again he's he's had a, a pretty great start to the season. But but Utah I think it's it's always Utah style that it's a full yeah. team effort and like eight people contribute double digits every match. True. It's it's one of those things. So it kind of gets lost. Uh, but that's what I think the standout things were for me: Dejounte and uh, Donovan Mitchell. Though Jeremy Grant said game winners and whatever, that's still Dame Lillard's team. It's still. By and large, his, his show. True. In terms yeah. of trade value, I think I like the Jeremy Grant thing. I think Donovan yeah. Mitchell, of course, would come first in this list for me. But I think in terms of value added to a team, I think Jeremy Grant has brought to Portland, which they never had before. A defender. Defense, yeah, absolutely. Us, right? absolutely. And I think he's really, really feasting. Yesterday, he got another 37-point yeah. game. All right. Uh, before we uh, leave for the day, one fantasy tip for you, from you. Yeah, so the bowl bowl thing didn't work out. <laughs> I took him and he sucked lastly. Even Coloco didn't work out. So I don't think we're the right oh, people to give tips, but we'll give nevertheless. No, we will give tips. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll give you a lot of tips. Um, I think the uh, the Dennis Smith Jr. gravy trains are about to run out. So if anyone's mm-hmm. sitting on Lamelo's back, <clears throat> me, <laughs> we've got to find ways out because Lamelo is going to come back soon. I, I don't think he'll get minutes also. Forget like yeah. actual points. Um, so that's that's going to be tough. One player that I added, that I had my eyes on for a while. Uh, so, I've dropped, uh, what's his face? Who's the man? Is it Terrence Mann or Trey Mann in OKC? It's Trey Mann, right? 
I keep getting confused, man. Don't have the same names. Marcus Morris, Marquis Morris. <laughs> Literally brothers. <laughs> I don't care. Not my problem. Come with nicknames. Okay, so I, I picked up Malik Beasley from the Jazz. I think he's had a good run of... So initially, yeah. he sucked. His shooting sucked. And because of that inefficiency, you were uh, missing out on, on good points. Also because largely he's a 3 and D sort of guy. That's that's his yeah. whole thing. His whole value add is being 3 and D. Uh, and if the three is not dropping, then fantasy league are useless. Now those threes are falling, and uh, it suddenly seems to have—he seems to have figured out that uh, hey, it's Utah. Nobody cares about rebounding. I can pick up some easy stats on the way. So he's getting a bunch of those. Uh, he's had three like fire games, like 32, 35, 41, yeah. something like that. Um, great performances. So he is a good pickup. I'm sitting on Jay Crowder. He's in my mm-hmm. IL spot right mm-hmm. now, just Cam in Johnson case. Yeah, just in case he changes his mind or Phoenix trades him. I'm just sitting on him because I have a free IL spot. That's a good, yeah, it's it's a risk we're taking right now. I have a vacant IL spot, so why not? And I recently traded for Kate Cunningham. Let's hope he has. And he got injured straight away, so tough luck. But (laughs) when he comes back, let's see. Talking of IL spots, I invested in Dennis Schroeder. I heard that he's about to come back. <laughs> and I'm assuming that he'll be the starting point guard for the Lakers once he comes back. So I think I'm so. Hoping yeah. three points. Uh, yeah. Let's see if it works out. Uh, I have Dennis Schroeder sitting on my IL list. Uh, but one tip from me this week, and I've seen uh, Seth Curry on a lot of uh, uh, on the free agents list on a lot of leagues. So I think Seth Curry uh, with Kyrie Irving. Free think, agent in leagues, really? Who the f- how shallow are these leagues if Seth Curry is a free agent? Remember, like four managers in the whole league. No, 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 no. They're like 12 man. Because Seth Curry hasn't played the first 10 games of the season, right? He just came back from injury. And then now Kyrie yeah. Irving is not playing. So Seth Curry primarily comes off the bench. But yeah. what he gives you is a lot of threes and a lot of points because if Ben That's Simmons. It's always plays, fantasy gold. Yeah, if Ben yeah. Simmons is playing, that means he's setting up Seth Curry for a lot of open shots and he's a 40 plus three point shooter, right? So uh, Seth Curry is my go to tip for this week. Yeah, even if Ben Simmons is under the rim with an open layup, he's setting up Seth Curry for open exactly. shots. Exactly. <laughs> Very selfless of him. All right. yeah, absolutely. All right. That being said, that's all on today's episode. Uh, great fun chatting with you and I'll catch you next week. All right, man. Peace. Bye. Bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on our social media. We're at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to us, and you know you do, you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash. You want to tell us Magic Johnson is still better than Steph Curry and you don't think Steph Curry has changed the game. For all that and more, reach out to us on both Instagram and Twitter. If you love cricket, listen up. The Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast is here for you. Hosted by DJ, Varun, and me, Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fan's point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us, sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IBM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your five-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure, and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website, or wherever you get your podcast from.